What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, college football and NFL draft podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller, writing solo today, an emergency edition of Stick to Football. We got a ton of news breaking on Monday morning. We thought, hey, our stickies are going to want to hear about the moves that are being made, what's happening in the NFL. And let's start here. Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from Oklahoma, a top 10 draft pick by the Oakland A's all football season. We're on the road scouting. We're talking to agents. We keep hearing that Kyler Murray's going to play baseball. Don't worry about scouting Kyler Murray. Even people at Oklahoma were saying, guys, don't worry about Kyler Murray. He's going to play baseball. And then he wins the Heisman Trophy. And we start hearing, ah, you might want to scout Kyler Murray. This is someone who could be maybe considering an NFL career. What's going to happen with baseball? Fast forward to today, February 11th. The news comes out. Kyler Murray tweets and says, Hey, he wants to play football. He's all in uh, on preparing for the NFL draft, which is super important. And this is something that we had talked about a lot on this show over the last month is that Kyler Murray needs to come out and say, I'm committed to playing football. I'm committed to being an NFL quarterback because the time that that takes, how hard it is to prepare for that role. And if you watched his interviews during Super Bowl week that we made fun of and were critical of because he seemed uninterested, I think it's very important for him to come out this morning and say, and I'm quoting him, he says, moving forward, I'm firmly and fully committing my life and time to becoming an NFL quarterback. And that's what we needed to see from Kyler Murray, that he is committed to this, that he's going to take the right steps to hire a quarterback's coach, to hire a football agent, not Scott Boris. Scott Boris is probably a little mad at Kyler Murray today, to go hire a football agent, to get with the right people who can help him manage the NFL scouting combine, which is in three weeks. He will be throwing at the Combine or participating, if he does decide to, on March 2nd. Saturday, March 2nd is the day the quarterbacks will throw. One month and two days from now, March 13th, is his pro day at the University of Oklahoma. And you might be listening to this thing, why do I need to hire a quarterback's coach to go work out at the Combine or to throw out my pro day? It's because you want to be crisp. We, we've talked about guys like Josh Allen last year, Baker Mayfield, how much money they made by looking their best at every opportunity, whether it was the Senior Bowl or the Combine or the Pro Days. And for Kyler Murray, that's where this process goes now because he hasn't been training to be a football player for the last four years like a lot of the guys in this draft have. Daniel Jones at Duke, Drew Locke at Missouri. These guys have been starting for three years preparing to be an NFL quarterback. And now, you know, they're working with the Jordan Palmers of the world. They're out there bettering themselves as quarterback prospects, whether it's Ryan Lindley, Jordan Palmer, uh, private guys who are going to get you ready for the combine, your pro day, for the scripted throws, for the interview process, the wonderlick test. All this is incredibly important, more so for a quarterback than for any other position. And it's good news to see Kyler Murray come out and say, I'm ready. I've started an extensive training program to further prepare myself for upcoming NFL workouts and interviews. Now, the first question is, will he throw at the combine? And I have been told uh, over the past few weeks that he would not. And I think that's a decision that he's going to have to make uh, once we see him hire an agent. That's a decision that they will be very involved in of trying to decide, okay, is this guy going to throw at the combine? Does it benefit Kyler Murray to maybe come out unprepared? and throw in front of scouts, to throw in front of general managers, and try to improve his stock. He's a great athlete. Is he going to run at the Combine? We've all uh, heard and said, you know, there's a comparison here to Russell Wilson athletically. 
Russell Wilson had one of the best combines that I've ever seen. I was with him the night before he worked out and watching him throw. The, he was dialed in. He also ran a 4.55 in the 40-yard dash, a sub-7-second three-cone, and a 4.09 short shuttle. Those are incredible numbers for, for an athlete. They're great for a quarterback. And Russell Wilson was 5'11", 204 pounds. Kyler Murray, probably not going to be 5'11", definitely not going to be 204 pounds. If he had started this process a month ago when his season ended, we might see him uh, at a higher weight, which is more of a concern for me than the height. But right now, will Kyler Murray throw? That's the next question. You know, For a month, we've said, okay, the A's training camp, baseball training camp started mid-February. That was the deadline. If he needs to make a decision, is it NFL or MLB? And now he's made that decision. So I think what's next for Kyler Murray is, okay, are you going to throw? What are you going to do at the Combine? Because you can't avoid the interviews. And you can't come out and interview like you did at the Super Bowl when Dan Patrick is is lobbing you softballs and you don't want to answer the questions. He needs to be getting prepared for that, for scouts and general managers and coaches who are going to grill him. They're going to bring him into a hotel room at at one of those downtown hotels in Indy. Every team has a suite, basically. And, and he's going to walk in that room, and, and Steve Kime might be sitting there with Cliff Kingsbury, and they might say, hey, Kyler, the first time that you throw four picks in a game, or the first time that you're pretty sore on a Monday morning, are you going to wish you were playing baseball? Are you going to wish that you were uh, in the A's program right now? Are you going to wish you had that $5 million, or the $5 million excuse me, that the A's were going to give you, or the fifteen that the MLB was going to help guarantee for you? That's the question, and he needs to be ready for those. You can't just come in and, and act like you did on national TV in a paid spot. He has to be ready to not only answer that question truthfully, but to win over the people who are potentially paying you and going to be asking you, hey, this is a commitment, a 10- to 15-year commitment to play quarterback. Are you going to be ready to do it? Are you going to be able to handle the adversity that comes with this? They're going to want to know, football IQ-wise, what are you ready for? Because Baker Mayfield came out of the same system last year, but Baker's character, his leadership, his football IQ were off the charts good. So there weren't questions about the fact that he was a little bit small. Or there weren't questions about the fact that he got tackled by a cop. There weren't questions about grabbing his crotch at the Kansas game, planting the field at a, the flag at Ohio State. I, I think some people looked at Baker and said he's fiery. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Is Kyler Murray going to be able to instill that same belief in general managers and head coaches that I can be your guy? If you need a franchise quarterback, I can be your guy. Bring me in. You're going to sit there and talk to Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell in Jacksonville and say, I can be your guy. Blake Bortles didn't inspire anyone. No one believed that that guy could lead this team. I can do that. He's going to have to look at you know people like Dave Gettleman, Pat Shermer, the New York Giants, and convince them, I can handle the media in New York. I couldn't, couldn't handle a Super Bowl week with Dan Patrick, but I can handle it. Draft me number six overall, and I can handle the spotlight of being a quarterback in the Big Apple, which is a a very important thing that you have to figure out if you're running the New York Giants because you have to draft someone who can handle that spotlight and that pressure. We've seen a lot of guys shrink from it. So those are all important things. And I think when you look at where the NFL is right now, what teams are a fit for Kyler Murray? Where could we realistically see him playing next year? And it starts, I think, with the Arizona Cardinals. As we've said on Stick to Football for a month now, there has been legitimate interest between Cliff Kingsbury and and what Kyler Murray brings to the table. If they are done with Josh Rosen, if they want to wash their hands of last year's number 10 pick and trade him, recoup some of the picks they gave up for him and say, you know, we want to go in a different direction, they can do that. You look at the Oakland Raiders at four, 
Derek Carr is an okay quarterback. And I think the hope is that John Gruden can get him back to being a, a very good young quarterback. But he has paid a lot of money. If they wanted to move on from Derek Carr, they could draft Kyler Murray, and let him sit for a year, and then move Carr. in a, something very similar to what the Chiefs did with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. That worked out pretty well for them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five can do the same thing, guys. You got Jameis Winston there for another year. And he Bruce Arians is going to try to fix all that he is on the field. They might want to draft Kyler Murray as an insurance plan, just in case. Because right now, to win in the NFL, you got to have one of two things. Either a great quarterback like Tom Brady, or a quarterback on his rookie deal, like Jared Goff, like Patrick Mahomes, where you can build a team around a cheap quarterback. In Oakland and in Tampa Bay right now, they don't have that. They have average quarterbacks making a shitload of money, and it's so hard to build a team that way. So it would not be a surprise to me to see either of those teams go young at quarterback to try to tap into this belief now that this is what you have to do. You have to get young at quarterback, go cheaply, and and then build the team around it. Now moving on, at 6-7, and we got the Giants and the Jags. And if you've noticed, there's a lot of teams right here in the top seven that could draft Kyler Murray and would be a good fit for him. I've said all along, I think Jacksonville's the best fit. With what they have on defense, they would allow him to be a playmaker on offense. They have some pieces. If Leonard Fournette can stay healthy, they got some pieces on the O-line. They, they have shown in the past an ability to identify and develop receivers. That's a good fit for him. The New York Giants, it's all about that scheme fit. Is Pat Shermer going to open things up? Is Pat Shermer going to, and Dave Gettleman and the ownership there, are they going to believe that Kyler can handle the spotlight of that situation? That's a big question. Denver at 10. We've heard that John Oway loves Drew Locke. John Oway is basically looking for himself. And if you'll remember, this was before most of our times when John Oway said, you know what, I'm not going to play for the Baltimore Colts. I'll go play baseball. And he ends up at Denver Bronco. Worked out pretty well for both of those teams. It would not be a surprise if John Elway sees some of himself in Kyler Murray as an athlete, a two-sport stud, someone with a strong arm, playmaking athleticism. You got Miami at 13. Cincinnati also in there at 11. They can move on from Andy Dalton. Really similar to what we look at with Oakland and Tampa. Miami reportedly moving on from Ryan Tannehill. Washington at 15. Alex Smith had a gruesome leg injury. He's most likely not going to be ready to play this year. So there are a lot of landing spots in the top 15 that make sense for Kyler Murray. My firm belief, he is drafted in the top five when the draft rolls around in late April. Let's move on to Kareem Hunt. Probably the surprise of the day. It wasn't a shock that Kyler Murray sends out a tweet and says, hey, I'm going to play football. I'm all in on it. The biggest surprise might be Kyler Murray signing with the Cleveland Browns this morning. And the Browns, uh, they quietly announced it on Twitter, and immediately they, they did the thread statement from John Dorsey, where John basically spends like 300 words saying, I've known Kareem Hunt since 2006 when he was in college. I drafted him in Kansas City. We did a ton of background work. They talked to clinical professionals. They're trying to figure out how to help Kareem Hunt be a better person. So they signed him. Also, Kareem Hunt is a really good football player, so they signed him to do that. I think the most interesting fact, I mean, you can connect all the dots. John Dorsey has never been afraid to take a chance on a character guy. He drafted Tyreek Hill in Kansas City. He drafted Antonio Callaway with the Browns. Signing Kareem Hunt, this is somewhat expected of him. And they know what he is. We've seen him be very successful in a year and a half with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now the Browns control him. They got him for next year, 2019, and the year after that, He'll be a restricted free agent. So they control his rights for two seasons. Now, the big question is, how long will Kareem Hunt be suspended? I've heard 12 games is what teams expected. 
When, when teams started digging on him, you started calling the Chiefs. Okay, what were all the issues? Because it wasn't just the video. The video is bad. The video of him kicking a woman during a hotel fight is horrible. It's awful. But there's more than that. There were, there were fights other than that one, is what we've been told. And so Kareem Hunt comes out and says, first off, I want to apologize for my actions last February. What I did was wrong and inexcusable. And I hope that's true. I really do. And I hope the Browns have the support system to give him the help he needs. Because he's a great running back when he's on the field. He's tough. He's dynamic. He catches the ball exceptionally well. He has vision to get outside the tackle box. And contrary to what we saw in college, he has some speed to pull away from defenses. So when everything's right, Kareem Hunt's a top 10 running back in the NFL. Now, how long will he be out? This is huge. Is it worth it? Because you might get him back for a playoff run. And they do have Nick Chubb there. They, they, and last year they signed Carlos Hyde and they traded him to Jacksonville and they gave Nick Chubb the starting job and he did very well with it. He had 823 yards on 176 carries and looked like someone that could be uh, really a building block for that offense. They also have Duke Johnson, who more of a pass catcher, less of a runner, uh, but someone who could be now on the trade block. So the Browns have options. Running back is a strength on this team right now, assuming that they can get Cream Hunt back on the field during the 2019 season. And it's it's impossible to predict these things because the NFL has not been consistent. You can look at Josh Gordon, a, a Cleveland Brown. You can look at Tom Brady's suspension, Ray Rice's suspension. It's impossible to say, okay, he should get four games or he should get six. Or maybe you feel he should get none, time served. Maybe you feel like he should get a year. There's, there's really no consistency here. But the Browns seem to believe that Kareem Hunt is going to be able to play football in 2019, which is why they reached out and signed him today. Um, I think one big question that a lot of fans have had is, hey, what were the other places? Who were the other teams? Because we had all heard things like the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy's there. Maybe it's the Indianapolis Colts because Chris Ballard was with the Chiefs when they drafted Kareem Hunt. It ends up being John Dorsey, the guy that drafted him in the first place. I had been told... The, the Oakland Raiders were a team that was digging around. They were doing their diligence on Kareem Hunt in the background, and there was an idea that, hey, maybe they would sign him. You, you've got a first-time GM in Mike Mayock. Maybe he you know could take the heat of signing someone like Kareem Hunt, and they need a running back badly in Oakland. This might be a spot where Duke Johnson ends up. It might be a spot where Jordan Howard ends up. So the ripple effect of what happens now that Kareem Hunt is a Cleveland Brown, that Duke Johnson could be able to move, it, it really resonates through the entire, not only free agency, which starts in a month, but also the draft. What does this do to guys like Devin Singletary? What does it do to the Daniel, Mo- the David Montgomery's, the Draw Henderson's? And there's, there's a lot of different pieces that this affects now because we could see some running backs on the move that fill those spots where there are already needs. So it's going to be exciting to see what happens. And it's crazy that on a day that's supposed to be an off day for the NFL. We had the Super Bowl was a week ago. There's nothing going on. You can't trade players yet. Free agency's not started yet. We're just kind of chilling, waiting for the combine to get here. And two huge stories break to where we got to do an emergency podcast. Appreciate you guys checking this one out. Connor and I will be back Wednesday morning fixing teams, breaking down more of the news that's happening around the league. We'll probably have more clarity on Kyler Murray. We'll have more clarity on Kareem Hunt. And we'll also be previewing a lot of prospects that we're going to be talking about in the run-up to the Scouting Combine, which is uh, just three weeks from today. So make sure you guys check out Stick to Football every Monday morning and, and Monday afternoon this week, Wednesday morning and Friday morning, where we have a ton of fun and give you guys a ton of news as it relates to the NFL Draft and college football.